my brothers and my sisters on this Sunday, on this Father's Day Sunday, uh, that we do celebrate fathers and all that they're doing. And on this day, I just want to uh, be able to share uh, a bit that I believe will be helpful to encourage fathers along the journey and parents and everybody along the journey today. If you'll go with me, Joshua, the 24th chapter, Joshua, the 24th chapter, the 14th verse, says, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away to God your ancestors' worship beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day who you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as, me, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. My brothers and my sisters, I, I want to share and just pray briefly as we share on the sermon subject today, house rules, house rules. Let us pray, God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your hand and for your power, your grace and your love. Now, God, use God me in this moment. Speak a word, God, uh, to bless your people today, encourage your people today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. House rules, choose you this day who you will serve. But as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. House rules. Look, I was reflecting upon this Father's Day, reflecting upon uh, just my own father, my grandfather, those who have been father figures in my life. And it made me think about uh, growing up. And in growing up, it made me realize that my house, the house where my parents uh, raised us, was a house that was available to everybody. That everybody could come by, everybody could come hang out. Did not matter who you were, my parents' table was open to you. But the thing is that there were house rules. Uh, that there were certain standards you had to go by if you came into the house. So uh, you can act any way you do at your house, but at this house there was going to be yes ma'am and yes sir. You could do what you did at your house, but at this house there wasn't going to be any curse. And you could do what you did at your house, but at this house uh, you are going to say grace with the rest of us as we blessed our food. That, that there were house rules, that there were just certain standards that were set. And I realized that as I looked at the house rules, I realized there was an overarching house rule that was really a scripture uh, that my father, I uh, shout out to brother Orlando Lee on this Father's Day, my father had a scripture that he held on to. It was even uh, uh, in a little sign in the house, uh, but it said uh, in that Joshua 24, 15, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The, the major house rule, uh, uh, Jay Wick Avenue, the major house rule uh, in the house where we live, my father's uh, mantra was, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so on this Father's Day, I, I realized that uh, as much wisdom as I felt I could share, uh, that I sat and I talked with my father, uh, asked him a few questions about this house rule, about how it shaped it, how it shaped him, and about him and his father, and, and just fatherhood in general. And I can't play the whole uh, 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 interview, and I'll be putting that up within the next week, uh, that we'll put up the whole interview. It'll bless you, I promise you, sure enough. Uh, but I just wanted to play some clips of it, because it well, a few lessons that I learned from this man. Now, first, let me tell you about my father. Orlando Lee is a man's man. Orlando Lee is an 
old school kind of a guy. Orlando Lee uh, served 20 years in the Air Force and 21 years in Secret Service. Orlando Lee uh, was able to serve in such a wonderful way. He served in the Vietnam War. Uh, um, he was one of the first class, uh, to, he was uh, one of the first seven people in the first class to integrate uh, Anacostia High School. I'm talking about uh, this, uh, this range of life that this man has. Uh, but in the midst of it all, he is a father's father and I believe there are some lessons we can learn from him and his house rules. One of the first lessons I believe we can learn from Brother Orlando Lee is that a good father sets the standard. A good father sets the standard. Come on, I want y'all to listen to this piece. I had asked him about this scripture that he loves so much, but for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. And I want y'all to hear what his answer was as I asked him about why that scripture was so important to him. Y'all check it out right here. Well, I guess having spent most of my life in church because my parents would take me there, I realized that we could do very little without God. And uh, if we serve him, he will take care of us. And I wanted to make sure that when my sons arrived, that they would understand the same uh, premise that, that we would serve the Lord. And, and, if, and if their father said and showed them exactly what he meant by that, by worship and, and, and prayer, that, uh, that they would uh, take on that. Also, I never thought it would be as strong for them as it is, but, you know, uh, if you continue to serve God, he'll show which way to go. Now, the thing I learned from that is that a good father sets the standard, uh, that my father, that, that, that he took ownership of that scripture. That thing I like about that scripture, it says, for as for me and my household, it doesn't just say, as for my household, we, they shall serve the Lord. It says, for me and my, there's an ownership that was taken. And my father took ownership. My father didn't just send us to church, but Brother Lee, no, no, he took us to church. That, that, uh, that I knew him as Deacon Lee, amen, that, that I would watch him as a deacon in the church. I would watch him as a Sunday school teacher in the church. One of the ways I learned how to grow stuff was I watched my father grow his Sunday school class to the point in which they ended up having about two, three different classes because his class kept growing so much that he'd have to split it off and put another class and then split that off and put another class but because it, he internalizes things. He took ownership of the fact that if anybody was going to serve the Lord, he had to set the standard. And I've come by because I believe that we are grappling with a standardless generation. And it's not their fault. It's the parents' fault. It's our fault. It's the adults of this generation's fault because we have let go of a standard that we let folks do kind of whatever they want to do and everything is all gravy and we get a situational morality. But the reality is there's got to be some kind of a standard. And what I watched my father be able to do was that he set a standard. He said, as for me and my house, he owned it. And because he owned it, it actually helped me and my brother to own it. That we weren't always the greatest children, especially myself. I wasn't, but th th there was always such a standard in the house uh, that it gave me something to lean back on uh, when I was lunching, when I was acting a fool, when I was cutting up. It gave me something to lean back on because it was a standard in the house. Uh, most of my friends didn't have standards in their house. They could do whatever, however, whenever. But even when I was self-destructive, even when I was out there, even when I was lunching, I still 
still in my mind knew what the standard was and it kept me from going further than I needed to go. Well, first thing a good father does is they set the standard, but the second thing a good father does is they provide the pattern. They provide the pattern. Check out this conversation as I asked my father about what lessons he learned from his father. Uh, check it out right here. The one thing I learned was that it, it wasn't the education that got you over, but the work. My father had a seventh grade education, and all of the people that he started when he started at Justice, all the people that worked for him were graduates from high school. But because my father had such a work, work ethic, and he was intelligent, he liked to write, he liked to read, he liked to do a lot of things, and in and, 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 and dealing with that, he kept getting promoted above people who had more education than he had and everything. The next thing I knew, he was in the Justice Department, and, and, the, and he had a staff of about seven or eight people that worked for him who were going out and taking messages and doing this and that. And the next thing I know, he had, um, because of his work ethic, every time they wanted something done, the people would call him and ask him, Mr. Lee, can you do this? Mr. Lee, can you please do that? And because I watched him and how he did things, I did the same thing and, and wound up being uh, well-respected in uh, uh, the Air Force and also in uh, United States Secret Service, where I also spent uh, 21 years. Now, I'm telling y'all, my grandfather was a bad, bad dude. That dude was somebody, as you can see, my grandfather had a work ethic. My grandfather had the kind of work ethic and the kind of patterns and the kind of patterns that he was country guy, country guy. I'm talking about he was in his 70s and I still saw him chopping wood in his 70s because he was just a hard worker. And as you saw, my father said my grandfather had a seventh grade education, but yet ended up being a supervisor at the Justice Department. Bobby Kennedy he worked for and other uh, uh, folks at the attorney generals at the Justice Department and he ended up excelling. I watched my father. I watched that pattern. My father took on that pattern. My father had uh, a high school education, was a high school graduate, but I watched my father climb up the ladder everywhere he went because he had what? A strong work ethic. I'd watch my father when he was driving for Secret Service and he would get home from a full day's work and then I would see him and he would leave out and he would leave leave out in the middle of the night because he would be going out and he would be going through the pattern of the drive he was going to have to do the next day for the vice president or the vice president's wife that because he wanted to make sure that there would be nothing on the route that would surprise him or catch him off guard. He had that, he would work on his time off so he could be better on his time on because he had a work ethic. Now I'm going to tell y'all what blows my mind is that my father, this high school graduate, just a 12th grade, a high school graduate, but my mother has a, a bachelor's degree, an Armin license, a bachelor's degree, two master's degrees, and a PhD. But I watched my father help her pay for every single one of them because my father was able to walk in the pattern of the work ethic that his father had provided and therefore myself and my brother have been able to walk in that pattern. He laid that pattern out for 
force. You've got to understand, my brothers and my sisters, I was with uh, Pastor Omari Hughes the other day, uh, and he shared a, 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 he, he shared a phrase that was really connected to a quote by a guy by the name of Richard Evans. And, and the phrase goes, what a parent does in moderation, the child will do to excess. What a parent does in moderation, the child will do to excess. In other words, you can't just tell your child what to do, but you've got to do it because they're going to do whatever you do, not just what you say. And so if you don't want your child to curse, then you may not curse. Because if you curse in moderation, at some point your child is going to do it to excess. If you're a hater in moderation, you're a moderate hater, but watch your child is going to become a profound hater. That if you're a liar in moderation, then your child will... But but the thing I love about that, that phrase is that it's not just the negatives, but what you do as a positive, what you see is that my grandfather had a good work ethic and my father took it and put it to the next level. That, that, that if you will pattern before your children uh, what you want to see out of them, uh, then God will be... So fathers, I, I need us to provide the pattern so that our children can be all that God has called them to be. But the third thing, and I'm up out of here, and, and y'all got to watch, listen to this story, because it, it trips me out every time I hear it, is that a good father protects even from a distance. A good father protects even from a distance. I, I talked to my father and I said, man, in, in this world of Black Lives Matter, in this world in which we're grappling with these issues of police brutality, etc., what were some lessons and some things that your father showed you on how to navigate it? And he, and he talked about how his father was able to protect him even from a distance. Y'all check well, this out. I, I had just come in from uh, Morocco and I had shipped in a Lambretta scooter at, and it came in, in the Carolinas and I went drove to the Carolinas on my way to my assignment in Florida and, and picked up the scooter and tied it into the trunk because it was so big you, you, you had to actually tie it down and, and tie the trunk down. And I tied the trunk down with it and I was driving a um, Thunderbird. And uh, when I went down to, uh, uh, to Florida, when I got into Jacksonville, I made a turn. I was going uh, west to, um, to my base, which was Eglin Air Force Base. And uh, when I made that turn in Jacksonville, the police uh, put the lights and sirens on, pulled me over, and uh, actually told me that I was too prosperous looking to be a nigger. And, 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 and took me to jail. And uh, while, while at the jail, they were talking about, uh, well, it looked like some of the stuff I had, like the, the car was stolen or the, you know, this, that, and the other, and, the, and wanted to know about this scooter that I had in the trunk and, and everything. And uh, so I, 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 I indulged uh, them, and, and I told them uh, I'd like to make a phone call. So they said, well, where do you want to call? I said, well, I want to call and talk to my father. And so they said, well, okay, what's your dad's number? So they put it in, and I told them it was RE7-8200, Republic 7-8200. And they dialed it, and when they got the operator, the operator said, Justice Department. So they, so they wanted to know, um, well, where do, where, 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 where do you want to go? I said, well, tell them I want to talk. To, uh, I want the attorney general's office. 
So, so they did, and I got my father on the line, and I told him what my dilemma was. And he said, well, look, I can go in and get Mr. Kennedy to send two FBI agents there to make sure that you're going to be all right and that your civil liberties aren't being trampled upon. So I said, well, Dad, I don't know if we need to do all that right now. Well, at that time, because I knew we were being listened to on another, another line, um, the police started got, getting very busy and said that everything uh, checked out okay and that I was free to go. So my father said, well, this is what I want you to do, son. He said, I want you to, to, to have them escort you out of their jurisdiction. And I told them what he said, and they said that they would do it. So, <clears throat> and when you get out of their jurisdiction, the first telephone you get said, just give me a call and let me know everything's all right and that you, you're continuing on your mission to get to your base. So I said, okay. So they took me red light and siren and, and out of their jurisdiction. And when they turned and went back, I had to look for a telephone because in those days we didn't have cell phones, of course. But uh, I found a phone booth in a gas station, and I called my dad back and told him I was okay and everything was fine. And then I proceeded to my day. Now, that story always blows my mind, uh, that when you're listening to the, the fact that the police uh, thought my father looked too prosperous and pulled him over and locked him up uh, just because he looked too prosperous. When you, when you sit and you listen, it, it causes you to understand uh, that we're still dealing with some of the same challenges today. But the thing that blessed me about that story uh, was that locked up, all he had to do was get word to his father. And once he got word to his father, my God, Jesus, and his father was able to use his influence uh, to be able to take care of him and protect him even though he was far away from him. Uh, that's right, a good father uh, learns how to protect their children even from a distance. I'm trying to help somebody here today uh, because brothers, uh, not everybody, not every father is living in a household with the mother and the children. Uh, but the reality is that some uh, fathers are not living with their children, but it does not mean that you cannot be there for your children. It does not mean that you cannot be taking care of your children. It does not mean that you cannot be protecting your children. I mean that you are responsible to protect them physically, mentally, emotionally, financially. Uh, you can do that no matter if you're in the same household as them or not. And the thing I love about black fathers is that when you look at the stats and you look at the report from the CDC a few years ago when they looked at fathers who even if they weren't in the household were taking care of their children, that black fathers were at the top of the list. That's right, black fathers were more engaged. Black fathers were more likely to be helped with homework. It didn't say that they lived in the same household with their child all the time, but black fathers were finding ways even from a distance, even uh, when the, the household wasn't all together to make it do what it do to take care of their children. My brothers and my sisters, uh, today I want to let you know that if we are going to be the adults, if we are going to be the champions for, for this next generation, then we've got to be able to protect them even from a distance. Now the thing I, I, I like, and, and let me get back at your scripture because you're going to say, well Reverend, how does that fit with the scripture? Let me show you this. Uh, because Joshua was talking to the people of 
Israel. Joshua was talking to the children of Israel that, that God had brought them into the promised land, that God had helped them to fight battles, that God had helped them to defeat foes. God had helped them, that God had provided for them uh, houses they did not build, and God had provided for them to harvest crops they did not plant, that God had done all of this for them. But Joshua said, look, but I, I got to tell you that it looks like y'all may start slipping, and I, and I need you to understand that you've got to choose this day who you're going to serve, whether you're going to go to the old gods that you used to worship, or whether you're going to go to the gods or the idols of the people in the land that you're in right now. The, but, 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 but as for me and my house, that we're going to serve the Lord. And what Joshua was doing, you've got to understand, is that Joshua was understanding that in order to get your household in line with the word of God, is actually protecting your household. That in order uh, to, to get your household and get yourself in, in line with the direction of God is actually protecting yourself. You see, I, I want you to get lined up with the things of God, and my daddy wanted me to get lined up with the things of God, and his daddy wanted him to get lined up with the things of God because they wanted to see us blessed, and they wanted to see us covered, and they wanted to see us under God's care, and they wanted to see us under God's protection. As for me and my house, my God Jesus, that we will what? Serve the Lord. I need you uh, to get connected to the things of God because as you get connected, you get protected. As you get connected, then God is able to do a work in you like you've never seen, dripped, or imagined. Uh, that you've got to understand that as for me and my house, the house rules is that everybody in this house uh, is going to give God glory. Everybody in this house uh, is going to learn how to pray. Everybody in this house is going to read the scripture. Everybody in this house is going to be able to move forward in the things of God and have a sound spiritual foundation. As for me and my house, somebody today, uh, you may not have children, somebody today, uh, you may be a woman, somebody, I, I don't care who you are watching me right now. This isn't just for fathers, for everybody, but you've got to make a decision in your life to lean on the things of God and walk in a standard and shape a pattern and, and, and be able to uh, shape protection. But God will be able to do an amazing work in your life. Thank you, Orlando Lee. Thanks, Pops. Thanks, Dad. Me and Bill are who we are because of the example you set and because of house rules. Now, Community of Hope, if you're watching me right now and, and something spoke to you in this message, and you want to give your heart to the Lord, that you want to get up under house rules. You uh, already say, but you need a church home. You want to get up under house rules. Or you uh, need to rededicate your faith. You need to get up under house rules. You just want prayer. You want to get the covering of house rules. Whatever it is, today is your day. And I want to give you an opportunity to make a decision for the Lord. That Jesus loved the world so much that he gave his own, God loved the world so much he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I need you to get connected to Jesus today. Today is your day, and this is your moment. And as we say it every Sunday, we are the community of hope where everyone has a chance. We don't care who you are, what you've done, or who you did it with. We don't care if you did it last night or woke up doing it this morning. When you get into the house of the Lord, when you get connected, when you're connected to things of faith, you're in the right place at the right time to become all that God has called you to be. And we believe that God's got a blessing with your name slam on it. Look, today's your day. This is your moment. 
make a decision for Christ. If you're watching right now, you can just click right there. Uh, you click right there in the chat area, and there's a link for you. Or you can just text the um, to, to the number four seven four seven four seven. Text Hope Decision one word to four seven four seven four seven, and watch. We want to get connected to you, follow up with you, pray with you, and watch what God does for you. Come on, if that's you today and you want to accept Jesus, I want to pray with you. Matter of fact, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. And repeat this prayer after me. It'll be my words, but it'll be your faith. And we'll watch what God can do in your life. Come on, won't you pray with me? Say, God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. And right now, I ask Jesus to come into my heart, be in control of my life. I want to live the way you want me to live and be the person you've called me to be. So today I thank you that I'm saved. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless everyone. God bless everyone. God bless everyone. Look, if you prayed that prayer, uh, I want you just to get connected with us. Just text Hope Decision to 474747 or click the link right there. But we want to follow up with you. Everybody, God bless y'all. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Don't you forget uh, that you still got time today, Sunday, June the 20th, uh, to be able to get to the Iverson Mall for uh, we got free groceries there. Or tomorrow on Monday, June the 21st, uh, that we got uh, produce boxes as well as hot meals at Iverson Mall uh, starting uh, at 1130 on Monday. Make sure to get there. We want to be a blessing to you. We want to uh, be all that we can do for you. You still got time to give as well. We'll be blessed any of those ways. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday and has a super blessed week in Jesus' name. Happy Father's Day, fathers. We love you. We appreciate you. Daddy-o, bless you, man. Love you. Now let me pray this final word of, of prayer as we get up out of here. God, may your hand, your grace, your love, your mercy, the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide now, henceforth, and forever among these, your people. In other words, God, may you walk with us, may you talk with us, may you live in us that we can live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you, C.O.H. Have a wonderful day.